Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Leaders in San Francisco caved to public pressure on changing school names. President Biden's pick for attorney general vows to crack down on white supremacy. The Coca-Cola company in trouble for telling employees to, quote, be less white. New Jersey legalizes the sale of pot. A survey shows most young Americans are unaware of the Holocaust. Also ahead, what about the threat of white supremacy? Is it real? But first, San Francisco School Board President Gabriela Lopez backing off her decision to rename public buildings honoring Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and others, said Ms. Lopez, quote, I acknowledge and take responsibility for mistakes made in the building renaming process. This after this program hammered San Francisco for irresponsible behavior. Yes, I'll take credit even though I might not be directly responsible. President Biden's nominee for attorney general promising to go after white supremacy if confirmed by Congress, Merrick Garland, telling senators he will personally supervise the elimination of racist white nationalist organizations. Coca-Cola facing a backlash after an angry worker posted pictures from the company's diversity training materials. The program urged employees to be, quote, less white, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, and more humble, unquote. An executive at Coke confirming the documents are used as part of a plan to promote inclusive workplaces. Remember the old Saturday Night Live skit, No Coke, Pepsi? New Jersey Governor Murphy signing legislation that allows all adults to legally buy marijuana. New Jersey, the 13th state, to legalize pot for anyone over the age of 21. Voters approved the legislation last fall. A disturbing survey published by NBC News says nearly 66% of millennials are unaware that 6 million Jews were executed in the Holocaust. More than half believe the death toll was actually less than 2 million. There are currently more than 100,000 Holocaust survivors residing in the USA. 61% live below the poverty line. In a moment, white supremacy. What kind of a threat is it? Right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, the threat of white supremacy. President Biden has ordered the Justice Department and Homeland Security to deal with the rise of white supremacy. He calls it 
the greatest terror threat to the country. ISIS killers were stunned to hear that. There are violent groups on the racist right, like the Order of the Nine Angles and the New Aryan Empire. Ever heard of them? I hadn't either. But the feds know who they are, and some members have recently been arrested for illegal activities. In 2020, the Department of Justice brought exactly five criminal cases against white supremacists. Fourteen individuals were charged. In 2019, another five cases, 75 people charged, many of them members of the 1480s, a vicious Nazi-type group that deals narcotics and assaults people. It's a similar situation on the state level. Last year, in all 50 states, there were only three prosecutions tied to white supremacy. Nine individuals charged. Nine in 50 states all year. In 2019, the number of white races charged? Eight. So what exactly is Joe Biden and his far-left supporters talking about? I mean, radical leftists occupied blocks in downtown Seattle last summer. Based on arrest statistics, the white supremacists barely have enough personnel to occupy a deli. Now, after I heard the president define the reactionary threat from the extreme right, I tweeted a question. Where is the rise of white supremacy? Almost immediately, the far-left Twitter assassins emerged smearing me. The worst was the Huffington Post, possibly the most hateful outfit on the planet. The outrage against me was designed to send a clear message. You better not question the theory that white supremacy is dominant in America. If you do, we on the far left will hurt you. And it's not enough to condemn white racism, which the overwhelming majority of Americans do. You have to accept that it's pervasive. So what's really going on here? Well, let's examine a theory. President Biden doesn't especially care about contextualizing the danger from the right. His supporters like the issue, so he's behind it. The reason that white supremacy is being promoted as a dire threat to America is because it diverts attention away from the real public safety menace, left-wing governance. Chicago is the most dangerous city in the country, a place where thousands of African Americans have been murdered. For decades, Chicago has been run by liberals who have failed to stop the violence. New York City is dangerous and falling apart. Hundreds of thousands of residents are leaving. Far-left Mayor Bill de Blasio is a disaster. Gavin Newsom, the uber-liberal governor of California, will likely be recalled and may not survive the year. His home, San Francisco, is almost unlivable because of far-left policies. And I can go on and on and on and on. The truth is, many thousands of Americans are being hurt, killed, or deprived in radical left-wing precincts far away from any white supremacy. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. Disagree? I'd like to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. 
Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1945, U.S. Marines overran forces from the Empire of Japan, defending a 500-foot-high hill on a small island in the Pacific Ocean. The image of U.S. soldiers hoisting the American flag would be one of the most iconic photographs ever. Codenamed Island X, this barren speck of volcanic rock is one-third the size of Manhattan and better known to the world as Iwo Jima. The invasion of the island, codenamed Operation Detachment, was planned a year in advance. The tiny territory was vital to the Allies. Washington wanted an airfield to prepare future strikes against Japan itself. Tokyo viewed the island as the last line of defense for their homeland. Beginning in June 1944, the U.S. Navy began bombarding Iwo Jima. American soldiers then stormed the beaches on February 19th, meeting little resistance from the Japanese. As our troops moved inward, they encountered brutal Japanese resistance all over the island. On February 23rd, U.S. forces won the high ground on Mount Suribachi. Once the top was secured, an American flag was attached to a damaged water pipe and raised over the island. Three out of six Marines depicted in the photo would be killed within days. The ferocious battle would wage on for weeks. You can read about it in my book, Killing the Rising Sun. 70,000 U.S. soldiers fought against 21,000 Japanese troops. After five weeks of combat, 7,000 Marines were killed, 99% of the Japanese were dead or missing. The surrender of Iwo Jima put the Americans just 750 miles away from Tokyo. And here's something else you might not know. For some soldiers, the mission to defend the island would go on. Two Japanese lieutenants held out for four years. The pair of machine gunners finally surrendered to U.S. forces on January 6, 1949. Iwo Jima, one of the bloodiest battles ever fought in U.S. history, a testimony to the bravery of the U.S. Marines. Back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.